friend. Hello. Okay, now we we cooking with grease. We are cooking with grease, guys. Welcome back to Rewinding the Week, Season 4, Episode 4. And this is our first recording virtually, friend. Yeah, so uh, work with us. We have been going through with this microphone and getting everything together. So I don't know how this is going to turn out, but we're going we gonna to just roll with it, okay? We're going to roll with it. We're going to make it happen. And we are so thankful that you guys have tuned in um, to listen to us again. Uh, thank you so much for your continued support. So, friend, how was your day? Uh, you know, I had a long day. Um, work was busy. I dealt with a lot of various problems, mm-hmm. and you know. But at the end of the day, I'm grateful because it was what was done was done, and you know, I talked to the people I needed to talk to, and we made it work. And so, it's always good when you have uh, at least one or two people at work in in which you can um, have a conversation with and say hey i am exhausted so we're going to talk about this but my mind may not be all the way there um, totally and it, you know i get it friend. So, are you good at conflict resolution i mean yeah you know so i've gotten better at it over the years because i used to be afraid of you know um not necessarily afraid but i would avoid um uh, conflict in the workplace. And so this particular role that I'm in, um, my former manager, uh, you know, if he's listening, oh, well. <laughs> but, but, hey, thank you for listening, though. Right, no, seriously, thank you for listening. But, um, you know, him and I had conflict in the beginning. Um, and it was about, you know, uh, uh, time in and out of the office and things of that nature. So, Uh, We had a couple of run-ins, but, you know, during that time, I stood my ground and said, hey, this is, I'm providing you everything you told me to provide you, and you are still kind of coming at me sideways. Um, So I put him to the side and just addressed it, and he said to me, he was like, I appreciate how you handled all of that, because I know, um, looking back on it, um, I was wrong. Right. And so but you handle it in a way like I'm not going to let you have it in front of your co in uh, in front of all our coworkers. I'm going to pull you off to the side and tell you what's on my mind. So um, it's always a a better way to handle things. I won't say a right or a wrong way, but a better way to handle it. So, you know, I see that Scorpio (laughs) is still sharp and ready. So, you know, that's a good uh, thing I guess to talk about is you know when you do an interview and they ask about conflict resolution how do you deal with a difficult situation and what you just talked about and share is definitely something that you could say on an interview and something that's definitely uh, beneficial for your growth for mm-hmm. me yeah, and you know me friend unless it's dealing with a man <laughs> my conflict resolutions is like I'm gonna mind my business that's true Correct. you know you stay over there. <laughs> you stay over there. I'm gonna do you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You go ahead and do you. I'm gonna go ahead and over here and do me. Right. Um, and that's how I deal with it. You know, I had did an interview and they was like, "How do you deal with a aggregated um, who is aggressive? This customer, whoever." I was just like, "Yo, I'm minding my business. That's what I wanted to say." But you know, of course, you have to be diplomatic and, and say it. Say something. Um, more forceful, you know. Right. No. Um. It's it's always interesting, and because people handle things differently, I've seen mm-hmm. where, you know, people just completely curse their coworker out in front of everyone, <laughs> you know, and or I've seen it to where, uh, like I did was pulled to the side, or I've seen you know the the most petty things of you know not addressing the issue but doing things to sabotage, which sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have that dynamic in your workplace if you can have it. Because we spend a lot of time at work. Um, right. COVID has changed that dynamic, um, but prior to COVID, you know, we spent a lot of time. I know I spent um, long days in the office, and so you. These people on a regular basis, and the last thing you want to do is have that type of tension in your space. I, I totally understand, and and I agree with you wholeheartedly. 
Um, as we mentioned, this is our first virtual show, and you know, you have moved from the DMV area temporarily. Okay. Uh, what is a rose of your move, and what is a thorn? And you can leave out missing me on this particular segment. Oh, you know, that is that is always a thorn. It's an old <laughs> sticky thorn, uh, thorn. But so, yeah, um, as uh, Jay mentioned that I am temporarily out of the DMV for several months while I am uh, waiting for my home to be finished. Um, and so it's so the rose is being here with my family and enjoying them um, mm -hmm. as you know, I, prior to then, I, well, COVID made it to where I could spend, you know, more time between the DMV and South Carolina. But now, um, with me being here for an extended period of time, I'm able to, you know, spend more time with my great-grandmother and, and yeah. see, see my, my family, my brother more, and my best friend. And so all that's been, um, been great. So that's the roses. Um, the thorns is... And, and truthfully, I don't. I'm grateful enough to not have um, a thorn that I can think of off the top of my head. Outside of, you know, I got to adjust back to um, the the humidity of being here, <laughs> and and you know, all the all the various mosquitoes that love to just just uh, eat on me if I'm outside. But um, that's probably the the most thorn. I mean, you know, I'm grateful to be. Um, staying with my grandmother who um you know is the she's the, like the best roommate you can have because uh -huh. she doesn't bother me she is funny because i stepped out earlier i was like oh you know i'm going to go record and she's like um no she i, I was going to step out and i said okay i'll be back and she was like you grown she said and and so that's good friend i look i don't know many parents they want to know where you going right what you exactly. recording recording with who yep you know uh, what's his social security number <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's definitely true and i must say friends since you have been gone um jack has been empty oh you know? <laughs> You know, I'm I'm pretty sure that that uh, many profiles were deleted. Yes. After after I left, no, Fran is teasing, of course, but um, but yeah, I'll tell you what though. And listen, you being in the the South here, um, which I'm not far from Charlotte, but mm -hmm. it is a it's definitely a different vibe um, than being in the DMV. Is it for is it better or worse? Um, not necessarily. I think, you know, it's just a different, different caliber of people. Um, so, you know, it's interesting to see. I, I agree. You know, I want to see it because I want to get um, a little taste of the Southern gentleman. Um, seems like I'm the only one up here nowadays, but uh, awesome friend. And so, you know, uh, while you were away, I planned my aunt's birthday party. So a lot of people who know me no I like to plan events um, I like to be organized I like to make sure my guests are having plenty of food and that little ABC love and care of that liquor and wine mm -hmm. um, and so she threw her um, like sip and paint and I had the idea of going to like the dollar store and Michael's and getting um, paint supplies and glitter and glue and things for the ladies to make their own wine glasses with their names or whatever they wanted to do. So it was a wine party. And I got the opportunity to talk with these successful Black women. And of course, the topic of men and dating and marriage came up. And of course, I gave my two cents since I was the host and sitting down and making sure that um, they're enjoying themselves. And I friend was amazed that what they were dealing with with men, heterosexual men, was kind of similar to what we have been dealing with with gay black men. You know what I'm saying? Of um, not living up to the standards, not being, um, not knowing to court, um, just having so much of a connection with them even though 
we're on opposite sides of the track, but yet we like the same train. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Which we'll be getting into a little later in the episode, but I am definitely uh, ready to, you know, throw my two cents in there because, yeah, dating is... Yeah, and and my advice, you know, they were just like, yes, from, and I've never been married and, and things, and some of them have and have kids, but just my experience in my 25 years on this earth. I don't know why uh, about their age. I don't understand <laughs> it. I don't understand it. But I'm going to have it. But thank you, Fred. I mean, <laughs> let me be great. But just for me in my um, years to have experience with people and men that they have had dealing with, however, how old they are. Uh, and to be on kind of like the same wavelength of the issues and the problems that we were having, I was like, okay, this is not just me drinking something in the water. Like, this is something that we need to work on together or figure out. Right. Definitely. But well, friend, you were able to to mm-hmm. get that together for your your aunt. I'm pretty sure she was greatly appreciated. It was fun. I had a good old time, and they had they just let their hair down and had a good time. So I was happy to do it and support my family. Um, so friend, mm-hmm. did you catch Grownish yet? I have not. I know it's bad. Friend, I have not. I know it's is- going on there in South Carolina. You know, um, I you know I, I'm gonna tell you what has been happening. So a reason why I haven't caught up on Grownish um, is I actually have been rewatching Insecure. Oh, um, and I started that from, of course, episode one, season one, and it was. Oh my gosh, the level of growth mm-hmm. that experience and cause um I can tell you that I have been Molly, I've been Issa. Um I, I have had experiences in which I had interactions with um a guy that is almost parallel or or identical to the character Nathan, um, in which you know, Nathan came into play and then he was feeling her and he ghosted and then he came mm-hmm. back. Again. So it was, it is so crazy. As a matter of fact, that te- that text that particular person said, Oh my God, you are Nathan in Insecure. Um, and oh, that's what you text me, friend. Right. You're hilarious. Um, <laughs> no, I, I text that particular individual to let him know that he was Nathan. And, um, and, and this is, you know, at first I was like, Oh yeah, you know, you, you and Nathan can be brothers. You got similar bone structure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, both of you, both of you guys have uh, colored eyes, mm. um, and and then you have a similar body type as well. But then, as I was watching the show, um, because I had to, of course, rejog my memory as to what Nathan did, and I was like, "Oh my God, that particular person did that to me as well." Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. It just was, uh, and it's such a great show, and I'm so sad it's in this final season. So that's what I had been doing. So, um, you know, no shade to Gronish. I will definitely pick it up soon, but I needed to to make sure that my memory was fresh and clear for Insecure when it comes back. You know, it's so amazing what Issa Rae is doing, and I love her her vision and her journey from Awkward Black Girl to mm-hmm. HBO and how she talks about managing time and managing family. Um, I think it's great to end the show at its high peak. Right. You know, before, you know, because you audience want new things, you know, or new storylines. So I think it's great to end on a high note. I you know who didn't end their, their show on a high note? Don't say it, hasn't had that. So yes, I- yes, <laughs> yes. Because I seen uh, uh, my grandmother fell asleep on the last episode. So I did see like the last five minutes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this show has been going for so many seasons um, that I feel like everything was just thrown into the last episode to right. you know, to make sure so um you know shout out to Tyler Perry it was a great show but long and and whatever so um, you know Tyler Perry is my you know one of my future bosses but uh, I have not watched the has and have not show you know I don't have own or anything everybody know I'm a streamer um but I heard about it from um a friend who had 
got a whole meal together to talk about, uh, to watch the show. And he, I said, well, how's the show? And he was like, yo, this happened, this happened. He was not happy <laughs> at all. Right. And yeah. so I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so it's good to, like you said, like with Insecure, is to know, you know, like I tell people from Kenny Rogers, know when to hold them, know when, when, hold them, when hold to hold them, know when to walk away. Uh, but, you know, shout out to my future boss, Issa Rae, too. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> I am here for all of it because. So while you've been catching up on Insecure, so I've been watching Netflix, uh, Sexy Beast. And so, okay, I haven't heard of it. What is it about? So it's on Netflix. It's about six, seven episodes, maybe. So the idea is that um, you date people for their personality. So this, this particular person, one person, like a bachelorette or bachelor, bachelor, goes out on a date with three people, but they are wearing masks, like animal masks, or they can um, like prosthetics and things, like they're doing a scary movie or something out of Hollywood. So you see them as the animal or creature that they are uh, one person was a dolphin one person was a ape one person was a wolf and then you you eliminate them or choose them based off the personality and then you get to see what they look like after they've been either eliminated or chosen so the idea is to get to know somebody on the level of their personality uh, what's on the inside versus what's on the outside and then when they reveal themselves they all of them look like supermodels so I think you still had to look a certain type of way to be on the show uh, but I enjoyed it I thought it was cute I did binge it um today because it was like six episodes like 30 minutes so like Frank could you date somebody just off just their personality um the answer to that is no and the reason why is because I feel like you have to have some sort of attraction to that Mm -hmm. person in order for you to 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 feel you know kind of complete in that space and it's and when I say some sort of attraction I mean you need to be a attracted to a person for yourself they may not be attracted to other people and that's okay mm-hmm. but you need to be you need to to wake up every morning and want to to be involved with your your partner or hug and kiss your partner whatever case may be because you are attracted to them um in that light but let me tell you that attraction is just um a piece of what needs to happen your personality it's definitely a huge piece because at the end of the day, you know, looks do fade. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you are left with the personality and that is is ultimately what you are going to have going on. So so it, will I go off of personality solely? Um, I, I don't see that for myself. Hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully I'm not sounding vain anyone, but I feel like that I need to have at least some level of personality. I mean, yeah. some level of attraction. So um, how do you feel about it? I mean, you go with, um, you try to be nice and things, but you have to go with personality as well, but you want to be attracted to that person. I have tried it where the personality was there or you know they have been a great gentlemen open my doors do this and do that but I was not physically attracted to them um, because you have to be able to kiss and and, and do things that people in relationship do uh, so I will have to have attraction just like I would hope that they would be attracted to me mm-hmm. but I've also had other way around where they look good but they won't shit you know what oh, I'm of saying? Course. So uh, it's, yeah. it's that balance but in either case whether you look good or whether you don't look good is not to settle. Um, I would give it a shot, like to be on the show or whatever. But I don't know if I would do it just. We well, know what I, this show is. I think it's an interesting concept. The only thing that I had to that is how am I to take you seriously when you're sitting across from me, um, and you're looking like you know a, a shark or an ape or <laughs> like how can I take you seriously as we're having conversation? Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe when they decided to do the prosthetic, maybe they should have just stuck to, you know, human shape. So if somebody's face looks a certain way, make them, Mm -hmm. make that face look a different way. But, but that way you can, can still have the interaction with that person, 
and get to know them for their personality, knowing that you will eventually be able to see them for their looks um, and and things of that nature. But that's not going to be your end all and be all deciding factor. So sounds nice. I think I will check it out. You know, some good entertainment. I think it was great entertainment. So, friends, we're about to move on to our Kings and Queens segment and talk about that. Uh, but we also want to make sure you guys still wash your hands, wear your mask when you can, even though you're vaccinated because the Delta variant is out there and it is sounding like it is getting real out here. Yeah, I just was listening to uh, my grandmother is a huge fan of um, the the nightly news of the world that comes on at 630 every weekday. She is right there in front of the TV um, and she's not the only one. My my aunt my aunts are into uh, the world news as well. But mm-hmm. on today, I heard um, that one family member or or a couple of family members had contracted the Delta variant of COVID, and two of them were in the hospital, and then one of them was on life support, and the other one um, was was on life support as well. But one one got better the other one didn't and so right before um they decided that they were going to take them off life support and you know kind of let them go peacefully they said to them like is there any way i can get the vaccine and so the nurse that was sitting there was like um you holding their hand and said unfortunately it's too late Mm. oh it's sad um that that you know people and and are still dealing with this, you know? And so the nurse said to the family, the one way you can honor the, your loved one who you lost is to go and, and get your vaccine. And so their response was, they definitely were going to do that. They just thought that it was truly a hoax, right? Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate. It is truly unfortunate because it's people that are losing their lives that don't have to lose their lives, um, not this way. Um, so... Um, definitely, like Fran said, continue to wash your hands, wear your mask, but more importantly, um, get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Yes, guys. Uh, talk to your doctor, your pediatrician, for your kids, whoever you need to talk to um, about your health to um, save a life and even save your own. Thank you, Fran. It was good catching up. And it was good catching with up. You. It's, it's been a minute and I miss my co-host right here beside me. Oh, it's only temporary, friend. It's only only temporary. temporary. Yes, this is yeah, true. That, no, it's me and you will never part. part. <laughs> Saving all my love. But for our Kings and Queens segment, that will be uh, later on during the segment for the uh, Remind the Week episode four, season four, we... Or, interview Arturo Hill, uh, who is our king for the Kings and Queens segment. Um, He's part of Nova Salute, as well as the host of Real Tea, Real Talk. And he recently did a program called Rise, uh, Rewriting Inner Scripts. And it was phenomenal. I had the opportunity to go um, briefly uh, to check out the program and to see Black men together around a table, talk about mental health, talk about their past, um, talk about where they hope to go in their future, uh, what makes them angry, what makes them feel successful. And it was great and a much needed conversation to have. So um, the interview will be towards the end of our episode. Thank you. Friend, awesome. let's pop the court. So, friend, we haven't talked in a minute, but uh, well, at least for the show. And I forgot a long time ago, uh, like last month, was uh, the BET Awards, which I thought was amazing. Um, it was done well. I saw all the shows that BET uh, they're working on. I was just surprised. I was I was very happy. I I enjoyed watching um, the show, the commercials. 
um, it, it was great. And um, they gave the Lifetime Achievement Award to Queen Latifah. So I am popping the court for the queen. Um, her speech was amazing. She shot out her journey, her family, and her pride. Um, she talked about being black and how black is beautiful. And of course, um, the celebration of UNITY, her music and her career. I am a fan of her new show uh, off the Denzel Washington movie, The Equalizer, uh, on primetime. So shout out and pop the court for the queen, Queen Elizabeth. That's awesome. Have you watched, you haven't watched The Equinizer, have you, friend? I have not, so okay. I gotta put that on the list. Yes, I'm giving okay. Fran a whole list of things to watch mm-hmm. while he's away from me. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so what are we drinking today? Uh, you know, what are you drinking today, Frank? <laughs> I, I am, you know, sitting here with a uh, wine blend, a red wine blend, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just enjoying, but tell the people what you're drinking. So I'm drinking some Chardonnay, uh, some Peak Oak, Pacific Oak Chardonnay. And I got it for um, dinner. I was having grilled chicken with angel hair pasta and string beans. And I was reading that it was um, purple with uh, chicken and pasta. So I said, why not pair a nice little wine with my meal on a hump day. So I am drinking Chardonnay. Nice. All so, right. Which so, is one you of know, my favorite drinks. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to virtually grab our glasses. But we got to uh, do a fake clink, friend. Um, clink. Clink, clink. <laughs> <laughs> so the topic of our segment today, friends, are booked and busy. Or just messy? Are you into your business or just not into him? And so I pose a scenario for you, friend. So picture it Sicily, 2021. (laughs) You're talking to a guy on Jack. You exchange numbers uh, after chatting for a few hours. After you exchange numbers, they want to meet you ASAP to go out on a date. Not oh, really? a phone call, but on a date, maybe. No a Netflix and chill. They want you to come over or you go over there or whatever. But keep in mind, this may not be a booty call. What is your response to this? Um, you know, I say let's check the schedule and see um when we both free so that we can can have that and if if it is truly a date for myself i would prefer if we go out um and meet at a restaurant or a, you know um at a venue and enjoy each other that way okay mm-hmm. will it be like what if they want you to come like within the next day or the next hours um, you know what? It may be too soon. It just depends on my schedule. Um, and so I'm pretty sure sh- my hope is that they are understanding of that, right? Um, because you're talking about something that is um not necessarily well, in a couple of hours it is last minute, but something that comes up or is coming up pretty quickly. So I'm hoping that they would be um open to considering just a little more time um to allow something to plan out you know because at the end of the day if you know i'm busy and that person is busy but they're like okay my schedule is free in the next hour what are you doing and i say to them like sorry i can't right now because i'm working and they have a problem with that then they probably ain't for me mm-hmm. right i totally agree with you friend um i thought of this uh topic and scenario because it seems like now in my opinion these guys expect you to drop everything that you're doing and go out and entertain them mm, i hadn't had that experience right you haven't had that experience i mean okay so no because I, I tell them to to you know use patent ben <laughs> use who Use patent bend. That's the old uh, Southern saying. Patent bend, patch your feet, and bend. I mean, excuse me, bend your 
You know, that's right. Actually, uh, bend your knees and pat your feet, which means okay. you have to walk in. <laughs> you know, I feel like I've heard that before, uh, oh. but <laughs> it's been probably a minute since I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I was having, uh, I was talking to someone and we exchanged numbers and we talked for a minute. Um, and um, they was like, you know, you seem like a busy guy to hang out with, I guess, because I told them, you know, I work or I'm the projects I've been working on. I do the podcast. I have a full-time job and a part-time job and different things that I juggle. So yeah, I'm busy. I'm single. You know, I'm not waiting for someone to scoop me off of my feet or anything like I'm hustling, like I'm trying to get to the next level. But he was like, you know, you seem busy and I was like, okay, well, you don't want to say it in this thread. What are you doing next week? Or how's your Wednesday looking? You know, you didn't even make the um, initiative to ask me out. You just made that assumption. And so I said, you know what? Okay, I am busy, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at my schedule and I'm going to see what days work. And I gave uh, about four days that would work to hang out after work. And it still just wasn't enough. We went from texting almost, you know, every day and then being, you know, nicely text messages to one word sentences or barely that. And I was like, well, okay, you said I was busy. I made time on the schedule. Just asked you to pick a day and all you would text back is bet cool so I had to drop them and so that's where I got the this topic from is okay you can't handle booked and busy are you expecting me to drop just everything and say okay yeah I come over right now you know what I'm saying friend I think it's totally unfair uh, for someone to assume that you know you can just drop everything and you gave you gave dates that could work and yet that still wasn't enough so i think you made the right decision because this person sounds like they're impatient and um i feel like that if you are getting to know someone patience there is is key because you don't know that person yet you don't know their you know ins and outs of the daily life so why um you know interject yourself into this setup and say you must you know meet me um asap i think that's i think that's unreasonable and it also speaks to that person's character as well that they may be demanding and and something that they used to get in their way and you know their way is is the only way so just something to be mindful of but i think you made the right decision because if if that person couldn't have any patience and wait um and you gave actual days that could work um, then yeah, no, we need to to move on because right. that's not the that's not the one for you. Um, and then also, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where when you take the time to really get to know someone, uh, you know, multiple forms of communication is key. And mm-hmm. um, I what I found is that people want to. Um, or have desire to get to know someone they're not willing to, you know, call. They're not willing to Hello? time. Um, but they they want to get to know you. They want you to tell your whole life story through text. Mm-hmm. I don't have I do not have the time to tell my whole life story to through text. I need some information mm-hmm. other than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it is many people out there like, nope, I'm good, you know, and and so I'm like, hey, it is what it is, but I'm not about to you know, change or alter myself in what I uh, am asking for with communication. I don't ask anything I can't give. Let's be Hello? clear. Say that again, friend. I don't hey. ask anything that I cannot give. That is so true. And like, it goes to that communication part. Okay, I may be working. I may have to work both jobs this day, or I may have to do a meeting, but I still want to get to know you and chat with you. That courting is gone, as what we had talked about uh, with my uh, birthday party. Because let's say I am busy. Okay, maybe we can't go to 
Bonefish Grill or whatever restaurant we want to go to at, at this particular day. But there's opportunities for Zoom. You have Facebook, you know, uh, virtual chat or whatever. You have options where you can still get to know somebody versus right. just making those assumptions. Um, but I must say that there has been times, friend, where I ain't really been booked and busy. I just didn't want to talk to them. <laughs> or I didn't, you know, yeah. and I just that created too. a schedule in my mind because, you know, I have to, you know, be honest because maybe I don't want to actually meet, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. That's true. Yeah. So it, it works both ways. And so I can see that. And I think a lot of people may think it's always the second option that we're not interested. But if I'm making the time and saying, okay, then. Clearly, you're interested if you're actually making the time. Like, if you're giving dates and things, then you're interested. Um, You know, it would be different if you never gave a date and you're like, oh, I'm always busy or Mm -hmm. play play it by ear, that type of thing. Then then maybe it could be perceived as you just not wanting to to entertain that person further than what you have. But no, you gave, you gave, you give times, you give dates, you, you know, you are talking with this person on a daily basis. So the interest is there, but you know, like the, the whole thing about courting mm-hmm. uh, is, it's just not uh, what we know, what we knew it to be with our um, grandparents and mm-hmm. great grandparents, because it just was, it seemed so effortlessly that they were, um, uh, dating, you know, they get to know someone, they go out, they're dating, they're courting, next thing you know, they're engaged and married and, you know, having kids and all those things. But um, I was watching, you know, shout out again to Insecure. Hey. <laughs> um, I was watching an episode in which um, Lawrence was speaking to his father and he said, you know, it's hard dating out here, dad. Like, I just want to meet a, a, a nice woman like you met mom and, you know, just date and get married and, and move on with our lives and, you know, have a child and all that stuff. And so his dad said, you, um, he said, Lawrence said to the dad, he said, look, it's, it's, um, it seems like it was easy for y'all. And so he looked at him and he was like, you think you're, you think your mom is, was easy? You know, like mm-hmm. you think this was easy? No, he said. Um, and, and so I think Lawrence said to, to his dad, like you guys didn't have any baggage. And he was like, what are you talking about? Me and your mom had matching suitcases. Mm-hmm. We just need, we just had to put in the work. He said, the problem mm-hmm. now, no one wants to put in the work. And exactly. so I think that is truly, um, what is happening these days is no one wants to put in the work to, mm-hmm. to see if something there is real. Everybody wants something quick. They want to meet someone and sparks fly. And, you know, that person is just all that they need for them and they move on to the next. But sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes you have to get to know someone. We deal with a lot of, of um, we deal with the world of hurt um and and traumatic experiences and things that we have to work through on a daily basis some of us are in therapy some of us are not Mm -hmm. so you don't know what people are going through um and what they have been through so it may take some time it may take some understanding it may take more conversations um for you to to get to know someone and really fill out is this person somebody that you're going going to move forward with and entertain can you handle what they've been through because they do come with baggage um and if if you can't handle that then it's totally fine just be you know i i always go back to open and honest communication just be open and honest and say you know actually this this suitcase is not something i can fit in my closet right (laughs) uh and and i can i have to keep moving um and it's but but yeah be real uh with it but it yeah i just I think about that particular scene in the episode because he, like he said, you know, it, it took work. We we had to learn each other. We had to see what what would work and what wouldn't, and um, and we're still working on it years later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's really good. I, my my two points I want to make is to that is like I told one of my friends is we think they BS and us. And they think we BS in them. 
Very true. So we're, know, both, and, and we're both sitting there with our arms folded up. Arms but. folded up, like, well, you move, your move, baby. You know, and, and that's how it is. And I feel like that has been a uh, due to just how quick it is to hook up or get somebody within a matter of seconds. Right. Um, and so, you know, you shared about insecure. I also want to talk about insecure. And, you know, this is an insecure episode, but if Issa Rae is listening for commentary for her show, <laughs> we are here for you, baby. Uh, it's so relatable. You mentioned Lawrence, but, you know, that made me think of Molly and when she found out her parents cheated or his dad, her dad had an affair or something, right? And she was mm-hmm. so angry. But the thing is, we see them, the parents together, but sometimes the parents also have to talk about the work that was put in yeah. for you to see it together as what Lawrence and his dad had that conversation um, with each other about. And it made me think of, you know, Molly, you know, re- just had walking unforgiveness with her dad, even though her mom had let it go and they were still married. She, it was just a different picture that she had that came into light that wasn't true and I think it also takes into if it is your parents you're looking up to or someone you're looking up to and what your relationship goals are is to understand that it ain't always peaches and cream and if you know that those people personally like your parents someone at church someone some of your friends it's for them to open up to you and be real about the infidelity, the affairs, the doubts and things, like you said, the baggage um, that they have. And so if you don't have those discussions, people are going to look for what they think, as I had talked about before, what's in the picture, but not knowing what the work is to put that picture in the frame. Exactly. No, you bring great points, friend. Um, So this is the reason why Um, We are still navigating the single life, right? Because um, we are, we, we know what we're capable of giving. And unfortunately, oftentimes um, the person in which we want to entertain or that kind of comes into our path to be entertained um, doesn't have that same setup or want to do the same. So, you know, I'm going to continue to live my, because actually I'm enjoying my single summer. Um, uh-huh, yes. You know, Prince said he was going to have a hot vet summer. I did. I said I was going to have a hot vet summer and I actually contemplated um, entertaining a past relationship um, before, shortly before I got down here and um, I came to the conclusion or that person quickly helped me to see that they had not grown where oh. where they where they needed to be. Um, I got signs of growth, but they have truly not grown. Um, and I was grateful for me being able to see that because I needed to to I needed that that confirmation within myself to say, hey, this person that you used to date actually hasn't grown much at all. Um, mm. So now what you need to do is you need to keep moving forward. Enjoy your your summer as a single person. Come back um, to the DMV, get settled into your home, and and then when you're ready to explore dating, you do that. But leave the past in the past. I, and so that that's is, where I am. That is great, friend. I, I I'm glad. So, so I mean, sometimes as we wrap up, is sometimes we get the answers before we ask the questions, just by observing and being still. Uh, as my mom said, be swift to hear and slow to speak. Yes. And I say that to conclude with, you know, our grab your glasses with being booked and busy or just messy. It's either way, whether you even be a messy or you really are booked and busy is for people to show that you are worth our time. Very true. And I also would say that goes both ways. And that means for me to show that I'm worth your time as well. Because I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the only one that's booked and busy or, and things like that. And you just the one that's messy. It's, it, it takes both parts. And so that was our Grab Your Glasses segment. Awesome. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And um, also share with us what do you think about yeah. um, scheduling, you know, people for 
dates or getting to know someone and, and how you kind of navigate that. Um, because it may be something that we didn't cover that, um, that could be helpful for everyone else to hear. So they're that, cause I definitely will, will, um, will come on the show and, and share as well. Yeah. Let, let us know if you just need if or you heard that I'm single and you want to mingle, you can look me up on Christian single. Okay. Come get Psalms 23. Wow. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it here first. So I, I'm just gonna, you know, let him run with it because, you know, I always have my OnlyFans uh, comments. Yes, so I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it. Um, so, so yeah, so we're moving on. Yeah, we're moving on to the pour that out. Um, and, you know, my pour that out is is um just you know gonna be the 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 standard petty that you know can to be <laughs> not necessarily petty um I am concerned now that I'm back home in my my old neighborhood um I am concerned about all of the the foolishness of the young I'm assuming young guys um that are racing uh, around our neighborhood so the world goes into goes in a, a circle um and you have like a lower level and a top level. And um, I believe two nights ago, in the wee hours of the morning, you would hear two cars race up and down the street. And it was, you know, of course, in the early hours of the morning, I'm like, what in the world is this? So we don't have any speed bumps in our neighborhood. And it really concerns me because we do have small children oh. out here. We have, you know, people walking their dogs. Um, it's very, It's a very walkable neighborhood. And we have people that are doing, you know, foolish things like this, this flying through here. And I see it some during the day, they'll fly through the neighborhood. Um, and it's, it's concerning because I don't want it, anybody to get hurt. And maybe I am, I'm sounding, sounding much, much older than my age, but I really, I really don't want to see, you know, something terrible happen because they're out here being foolish. So I, I my plan is to see about how do we, petition to have um you know speed humps in the neighborhood to kind of help alleviate that um while i'm here so wish me luck because i want to um you know make sure that that the people i love that live in this neighborhood um are safe as well as those um those other neighbors and things that i see on a regular basis like everyone deserves to to not be up and at night here and you know, people go up and down the street like they don't lost their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's my pour that out. I need y'all to stop doing it. Thank you. So friend is about to get involved and make some changes down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is good. And you know, it's very important that when you 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 have this quote that people say that I see all the time on the metro or in safety videos that if you see something, say something. And it's very important that we say something about the things that we see in our community because we can't say, oh, it'll get fixed. Somebody do it. No, we have to at times be our own voice in our community, whether it be asking for speed bumps or saying, hey, we need to fix these potholes. Exactly. Because certain areas, you know, with money and things like that, they fix them potholes. Yeah, you are- they ain't going to tell these people caught up and things like that. They want to neighborhood livable so as you said we have to push for that talk to your city council talk to your local representatives about the infrastructure or things in your neighborhood um, that needs to be fixed or evaluated for the safety of everyone Uh, we only can look out for each other right very good friend awesome friend well you know what time it is it's time for me to motivate Yes, motivate the people, please. No, I try to motivate everyone because as I motivate you, my friends, I'm speaking to myself as well. Very true. Um, So my motivational quote comes from the motivational quote application on iPhones. And it says, standing alone is better than standing with people who hurt you. Mm. And my second quote is for the queen queen latifah and it's from her um look at people for an example but then make sure to do things your way surround yourself with positive people and that is from queen latifah and i'm so glad to be on this show with a positive person (laughs) i'll be 
I, you know, I have my positives. <laughs> you know, friend, I I decide to go ahead and be nice for a change. Oh, I appreciate. Show. You know, we we need to show the people that we we actually do have great moments between each other because me because other times I be letting friend have it. He don't y'all. <laughs> But I'm just, I know I'm teasing. I'm totally teasing. Give me my flowers, friend. Right, exactly. So that was an awesome, friend, for that quote. So, yeah, we're going to close everything out. Please follow us um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, JamalSGordon.com, of course, his setup. Um, and thank you for your support. You know, just keep us keep us lifted we're gonna keep y'all lifted best way we can and if you want to email us it's rewind with us that's r-e-w-i-n-e with us at gmail.com thank you guys stay tuned for our interview with Arturo Hill as he talks about rise supporting black gay and bisexual men on their journey for mental and sexual health thank you guys thank you talk to you all right guys for our kings and queens segment today we're going to be shouting out a king by the name of Arturo hill who is the host and founder of real tea real talk how are you doing i'm good you know, I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's great to have you again on the show. And uh, I remember last season, you and I, Ken, talked about uh, the benefit of seeking help for mental health. So thank you so much for joining us again to talk about Real Tea, Real Talk. Thank you for bringing me back on again. It's always a great space. Always a great time. Thank you. Um, of course, of course. So uh, can you tell us what is Real Tea, Real Talk? So Real Tea, Real Talk is a group um, by um, my organization called Nova Salute Inc. out at Falls Church. It's a group that meets at least once a month or twice a month, depending. We talk about various different topics. We really try to gear towards the advancement of African-American, bisexual, gay, uh, identified men uh, through different kind of topics so we talk about a wide range of things from mental health to you know fun pop culture subjects to different uh, differences when it comes to generations you know even though we're geared towards you know uh gay black men um i try to have my space as inclusive as possible because a lot of you know the things that we in the black community face you know, at times, it's coming from the outside communities. So when we come together and talk about things, it's great, you know, being, you know, amongst ourselves talking about things. But if we don't have other people from other communities joining the conversation, add their two cents, learn something from us, we learn something from them, then where are we going, you know? So I really try to, you know, open my doors to anyone because at the end of the day, you know, if you just focus on demographic, demographic, you know, you could be missing people, you know, who really need your services. So I just really try to provide a, a space where people can talk, mm-hmm. you know, share what they want to share and, you know, move from there. Awesome. I, I love the name Real Tea, Real Talk. What inspired you to have that name? What inspired you to brand on um, what you want to do as Real Tea, Real Talk? Okay. Well, bad story. Unfortunately, I didn't come up with the name. I'm mad. I wish I would have. <laughs> but um, originally, the group uh, was started by Rodney McCoy and Brian Outlaw, who used to um, work with Nova Smoothie Inc. And I believe Brian Outlaw came up with the name. Okay. Uh, you know, and it, it's so catchy. I, I love it. I love it too. Um, and most recently, your projects that you have been working on um, is called Rise, and it's um, a full day session for Black, gay, and bisexual men um, that assumes that certain inherent events in adulthood, including risky behaviors and success, comes from beliefs that people carry about themselves throughout their lives. These ideas can come from families, cultural norms, and life experiences. With sessions that support participants' examination of personal experiences and sexual health, 
RISE seeks to improve overall health and wellness of Black, gay, and bisexual men. What inspired you to start RISE and what does it stand for? Okay, so RISE is a, um, a quarterly uh, retreat, you know, and, you know, well, I went to my first RISE event, um, a few years ago when I used to volunteer and work alongside with uh, uh, the GMHC, uh, Gay Men's Health Collaborative um, for our Nova Jennifer. Mm -hmm. And when I went to the group, you know, I heard the conversations, I heard the revelations, I heard how it, it touched people. Little did I know a few years later, I would be blessed with the opportunity to conduct my own for my organization. And, um, you know, what basically is because when you really look at things, people act out, you know, when you look at, you know, adulthood, how people act and stuff, you can, you know, it's easy to say, well, why they're like this? Why he's like this? Why they like that? Why don't they just, you know, get out of that cycle, that pattern? But a lot of those cycles begin when you are a child, you know, as a child, you learn things, you hear things, you see things, and those things carry with you throughout your adulthood, mm -hmm. especially if it's traumas and things that are left unresolved. You know, a lot of people think about things in the context of if, if it's, you know, if I'm not thinking about it, if I don't see it, if I don't hear it, it doesn't exist. But it does exist. Mm -hmm. Everything that you go through, a lot of the things that we go through are subconscious. So the things that you dealt with as a child, and as you was touching on earlier, you know, we have to suppress things. We have to, you know, hide things. You know, mm -hmm. we can't, you know, be open. And we learned that as children. We learned that from our parents. We, you know, we learned that from a lot of things. So, you know, those things manifest into our adulthood through, you know, you know, our, you know, risky behaviors when it comes to sex, but not even just risky behaviors when it comes to sex. What takes us to sex? Mm -hmm. You know, there's alcohol, there's drugs, there's attachment issues, there's abandonment issues. There's a lot of things that we, we hold inside. And because a lot of us, you know, sometimes don't feel comfortable to share those things with our friends or with, you know, a supportive team, you know, we try to, you know, hide those things and we act out. So RISE is basically talking about, you know, where you're at now, but also taking a step back and looking, you know, through the lens of, you know, your childhood, maybe revisiting certain things that you necessarily didn't think of, because those are the things that are manifesting, that are pulling the strings, and that, you know, will continue to manifest in your life. You know, a lot of people feel like, well, why am I not, you know, in this place where I need to be? You know, why ain't I more successful? Mm -hmm. You know, why can't I apply for this? It's because there's there's a lot of building blocks in your way. And so RISE is basically here to help facilitate and turn on a light bulb so you can um, begin to start taking down those blocks one by one. Awesome. So I, I've grown up, and, and I'm sure you may have heard as well, uh, that mental health and sexual health and things, we don't talk about that, or we don't speak it because if you speak it, you claim it. Like if someone's going through depression or uh, someone is sexually active, you, we, we don't talk about that. So how is the conversations for for the rise with you and those who attend, is it an open discussion? Are people still holding back? How does the conversations flow um, when you're facilitating rise? Okay, well, you know, initially, especially if we have newcomers, you know, they inquire about, you know, what is this all about, you know, because, you know, when I promote it, I give a description, but I don't want to go too deeply into the description because I really want people to come in, you know, with an open mind, an open heart to the experience. So initially, you know, they have questions and concerns, you know, like, what is this all about? But as we start to go into the presentations, as we start to go through various topics and show footage of things, you know, that are impacting our community, it starts to open up a dialogue. People start to share their personal experiences. Some people may even have an aha moment mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's something that you walk into not knowing exactly what you're getting into, but when you leave, you know, you really do leave, you know, with a, a new perspective or, you know, things that you never, you know, thought of before. 
So we just try to kind of facilitate that. We're not here to like, oh, you know, just because you come to Rise, you're going to change overnight. Mm -hmm. No. Right. But, you know, we're here to kind of help give you resources, you know, because, you know, self-empowerment is self-work. Correct. Yeah. And and it doesn't happen overnight and don't expect it as a therapy session, but a way to understand that some people may have similar struggles that you have or um, gone through something that you are going through right now and figure out ways to overcome it together or walk through it together. Um, So I think it's very important to have these conversations and I'm so glad that you are doing something to support uh, our black, gay, and bisexual men. Thank you. And, you know, and people, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a quiet person. I'm a chill person. So sometimes people, you know, you know, don't know much about me and things like that. But I come from very similar backgrounds mm-hmm. as my clients, you know, my patients and people who come to my groups and stuff. I come from similar backgrounds. I came from a broken home. Mm-hmm. I came from, you know, a disadvantaged area. Mm-hmm. I went through a lot of things, you know, and I myself deal with, you know, you know, mental wellness and stuff like that. So, you know, I can really relate to a lot of what people are going through. And I try to use my personal experiences into like my activities and stuff like that. Because I know if I went through it, there's other people that have gone through it as well. You know, we all have different stories, but if you really kind of look through the pages, you'll see similarities. True. I, I definitely um, saw that I attended uh, Rise for those who are listening, and it was um, very inspirational. Um, it was a positive impact, um, I can say. So for our listeners, how can they learn more about Rise and also Real Tea, Real Talk? Okay. So we have, um, to learn a little bit more about uh, Rise, um, you can always uh, contact me uh, through my work cell. You can text it or call it. It's 703. Um, 703. Forgive me, I'm having a mental break. Right dropping the digits, y'all. <laughs> yes, I'm dropping the digits. So, yeah, it's 703 839 5758. You can uh, call or text that, you know. Uh, and then also, you can email me at a hill. That's spelled A. H-I-L-L at org, And we also have an Instagram uh, page as well. It's realt underscore real talk. You know, definitely follow us. We definitely post a lot of fun things. And then mm-hmm. also, you know, if you're on Eventbrite, you know, definitely look out for us, Real Tea Real Talk on Eventbrite. We always post updates to our events and things like that. So those are some of the ways that people uh can learn a little bit more in contact as far as rise um we don't have we usually um since we only do it four times a year uh we more so um you'll uh, people will get more access to more information when we kind of start doing promotional things but i'm definitely in talks with some of uh, uh, my team members who helped me out with rise um of ways that we can you know you know get the information to the public a lot faster but usually uh we you'll know more about rise kind of when we uh start promoting it which is usually like a month or so in advance and that'll be on eventbrite as well awesome well thank you and hopefully our listeners will learn more and want to rise up and join you and the discussion that benefits our um, black, gay, and bisexual men. I want to thank you for all that you're doing for the community, uh, Realty, Real Talk, as well as Rise. Thank you again for joining with us today. Well, thank you so, so much. And you yourself, you're doing great things in the community, even uh, bringing me on, bringing other people on, touching on topics, you know, being very welcoming and open. You're doing so much. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Mention that in the interview for my Emmy Award. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, you deserve it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the interview. Thank you again for your support and bearing with us with our first virtual Rewinding the week with KNJ as my co-host Ken is back in South Carolina. 
Thank you guys so much. Continue to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, www.jamalsgordon.com. Feel free to email us. Thank you guys so much and have a blessed week.